we're going to continue our month-long look at love and unity. And our scripture today is found in 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through 23. So if you have your Bible there with you and you want to follow along or phone with the Bible app or however you want to, and however you do get your scriptures and you want to join along as we read. 1 John chapter 3, 11 through 23. Now, how many of you guys would know if I were to ask you what the golden rule was, you would know what it is? Anyone know the golden rule? That's one of the Ten Commandments. What's the golden rule? Anybody? Treat others as you would what? Want to be treated. Now, little pop quiz, let's see. The golden rule we say is treat others as you would want to be treated. Does that appear in the Bible? Yes, God gives us a similar command. Except for he phrases it which way? You love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Now, in 1 John chapter 3, what we're looking at is that John is, you know, he was called the disciple of, anyone know? Love. John was called the disciple of love, right? He was called the disciple that Jesus loved. And he was there with Jesus when he hung on the cross, even though others had left him. John had seen the perfect example of what true love should look like from the perfect example of love in Jesus. So in 1 John, we see John writing to the church in Ephesus. Now, back then they had a problem. And yet, sadly, without the same motivation, it's like we have the same problem. Back then in the church of Ephesus, they were experiencing some problems because there were those in the church who felt that the knowledge of God should be kept a secret. That people, the general masses, didn't deserve to know Jesus. They weren't worthy enough. And so they weren't sharing the gospel. And nowadays, Christians treat the gospel like it should be a secret, but not because we don't think anyone's worthy enough. It's just we don't tell people. It's almost, back then, they thought it was such a good, too good of a thing to be true, too good to, be, to do that, that they just had to keep it secret. Because it was so special and so amazing that it wasn't worth other people finding out. But sometimes today, Christians take the opposite approach and keep it a secret. As in, it's something that's not worth talking about, or something that may embarrass them, or put them on the spot. And so they hold their tongues for a different reason, but the he was dealing with people who thought that God should be kept a secret. 
And so he was going to give them something to remember. To love one another as God commands with actions and truth, even to the point of death. The gospel is not to be a secret. And the same goes true today. We, too, are given that command to remember. To love one another as God commands with actions and truth, even to the point of death. And so hopefully by the end of today, as we look at love and unity this month, we can look at the fact that we need to love one another unselfishly and sincerely. And then we can be assured that we are walking in the path God has planned for us. So, let's look at 1 John chapter 3 real fast. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. To not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Don't be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. And anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. And this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we have set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. To love one another as he commanded us. Is it easy to love others? Sometimes, when they don't do things they're supposed to do, or when there's tension or strife, it becomes a little harder, doesn't it? <laughs> there's all kinds of reasons. In the San Francisco Examiner on May 2nd, 1962, there was a dramatic advertisement it said, I don't want my husband to die in the gas chamber for a crime he didn't commit. I will therefore offer my services for 10 years as a cook, maid, or housekeeper to any leading attorney who will defend him and bring about his vindication. One of San Francisco's greatest attorneys, Vincent Hallian, read or heard about the ad, and so he contacted the woman, Gladys Kidd, who had placed it. Her husband, Robert Lee Kidd was about to be tried for the slaying of an elderly antique dealer. The fingerprints had been on the bloodstained ornate sword in the victim's shop, so the cops thought it was a open and shut case. 
But Hallian proved that the antique dealer had not been killed by the sword and that kids' fingerprints and blood were on the sword. They got there because he had toyed with it while playfully dueling with a friend when they were both out shopping. So he cut himself, goofing off, and that's how the blood got there. Seems like a crazy story, but after 11 hours, the jury said that kid was not guilty. But here's the interesting thing. The attorney refused Gladys's offer of 10 years of servitude and instead did it out of the kindness of his heart. We are to love like Jesus did, who laid down his life for us. Have you ever had to do something for a friend or family member that you didn't want to do? Have you ever had to go out of your way to help somebody? Or have you ever had to give a bag of chips to a family member when you wanted to eat it all by yourself? That was a discussion I was in for this morning. <laughs> but we are called to love one another, even to the point of sacrifice. And we might think it's extreme, because this verse is saying to lay down your life, right? But the thing is, we die a little to ourselves each and every day. When we put aside ourselves, and focus on what God wants and walk in his ways. And so when we go out of the way to help somebody, when we share something we really want, like candy or chips with a family member, even though we don't want to, when we share it, we're showing love. And that's what we're called to do, to love one another. John 15. Starting in verse 12 says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Love others as we love ourselves being willing to lay down our lives means just being willing to sacrifice of ourselves to give something up if we have to to love unselfishly but we must not just love unselfishly, but love must be sincere. We are commanded to love one another in Romans in actions and in truth, right? Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love and honor one another 
above yourselves. The key to sincere love is just to love others as you love yourself. What does love look like, though? What is love made up of? If I were to ask you, what particular verse do you think? We have a verse in the scripture that tells us what love is. That love is patient, it's kind. 1 Corinthians 13. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Sounds like a pretty high demand, though, when we're called to love one another like that. For love to never fail. To not keep track of what people do wrong. To not get angered easily. To not think yourself more important than others. How many of you have been able to love someone like that? And how many of you have been able to fail daily? It's a work in progress, but sincere love must match words with actions and truth. Now, let me describe a type of love. I'm not saying this is sincere love. I'm wanting you to think about what kind it is. There's a story of someone who was attending a junior stock show when a grand champion lamb owned by a little girl was being auctioned. As the bids reached $5 per pound, the little girl standing beside the lamb in the area began to cry. At $10, the tears were streaming down her face and she clasped her arms tightly around the lamb's neck. And the higher the bids rose, the more she cried. Finally, a local businessman bought that little lamb for more than a thousand dollars but then he said I'm giving it back to the little girl the crowd applauded and cheered thinking this businessman was so touched by this girl's tears over the loss of her lamb that out of the kindness of his heart he opened his wallet but even though he knew how to love others. <laughs> That's not where this story ends. Months later, the same someone was judging some statewide essay when they came across an essay from a little girl who told about the time that her grand champion lamb was auctioned off. And she wrote, The prices began to get so high during bidding that I started to cry from happiness. The man who bought the lamp for so much more than I had ever dreamed returned the lamp to me even. 
She goes, and when we got home, we had lamb barbecue. And it was really good. The man was motivated by love. For what he thought was the love the girl had for her little lamb. Because the girl did not love the lamb. Hence, she didn't care about the lamb. She was auctioning it off to make money. Those tears weren't tears of sadness because she was going to be departed from a loved one. They were tears of joy because she was about to be rolling in the money. What are our motivations? Why do we help others? Let's make sure that our actions match the truth and that it's motivated by love, right? This guy thought her actions, the tears, were motivated by sadness and love, but instead, it was joy and honestly greed. So how do we measure up? If we follow through in love, we are assured of following God, though. And what does assurance mean? It means free from uncertainty. It means that when we ask God for something, it will be given because we follow his commands. And we are not just assured from belief in Christ. But we are assured that as Christians, we love one another. The truth of the matter is, is sometimes in this world, we get so distracted by the shiny things that we fail to realize all you need is love. John 15.3 tells us that love must be sincere in both actions and truth. 1 Peter 1.33 tells us that sincere love comes from the heart and it even helps purify us. When we love like that, we find that we can be assured in the promise that God gives to us. 1 John 1, 21 through 22 says, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. When we love like that, then we can be assured in receiving God's promises. And when we can love like that, all we ever really need is love. To love one another as God has loved us. We have little hearts here. 
as we do our time of altar and the music plays, you have an opportunity to come. So take a moment, if you have an offering and what you're going to bring to the Lord, we'll ask that you do both at that time because I want you to give from your heart as a sacrifice as well as picking up a little heart to remind you to love one another and to have a heart for God, a heart for others. So as the music plays... Just take this time in prayer. Dedicate yourselves.
Father, we just come before you right now. Take our lives, Lord, and may it be dedicated unto you. You are all that we live for. May that be true, Lord. Help us to love one another, to love one another sincerely in action and in truth as you have loved us. Be with us now. We ask these things, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.